Welcome to the official Football Learning Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ken Crippen, and I'm the founder and lead instructor at the FLA. Today, we're going to do something a little different. Earlier this week, Los Angeles Rams great Eddie Metter passed away at the age of 86. This was only a few weeks after Eddie made it to the final six for the Pro Football Hall of Fame's Class of 2024 Seniors finalists list, but did not survive the final cut to three. The seniors finalists selected were Denver Broncos linebacker Randy Gratishar, defensive tackle for the New England Patriots, Chicago Bears, and Green Bay Packers, Steve McMichael, and Art Powell, who was the end for the Philadelphia Eagles, New York Titans, who are now the New York Jets, Oakland Raiders, Buffalo Bills, and Minnesota Vikings. Eddie has an excellent case for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He still holds several team records, although he retired after the 1970 season. He has the record for most interceptions in franchise history with 46. He blocked 10 kicks, which is a team record. He had 18 defensive fumble recoveries, another franchise record. He also had five interception returns for a touchdown, which is tied for first in team history. According to the late Merlin Olson, a longtime teammate and member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Metter was, quote, one of the finest defensive backs I've ever seen. Outstanding in coverage and a fierce tackler. He had a remarkable nose for the football that allowed him to come up with big plays again and again during his career, end quote. Only the Hall of Fame selectors know why Eddie didn't make the cut. I was fortunate enough to have interviewed Eddie back in 2012 for an article that I wrote for National Football Post. I have talked to two members of the Metter family, and they've agreed to allow me to release the audio from that interview, and that's what you're about to hear. The difference with this episode is that I will intersperse Eddie's commentary throughout the narrative. As a result, there will be pro football history nuggets of the week scattered throughout the episode as we tell Eddie's story. Now let's get started. Eddie Metter was born August 10th, 1937 in Dallas, Texas. He soon moved to Ovalo, Texas, and lived there for a brief time before moving to Russellville, Arkansas. While attending Russellville High School, Eddie excelled in athletics and earned varsity letters in multiple sports and became an all-state football player. I'll let Eddie talk about it. I started playing in, you know, when I was in, I guess, seventh grade. Okay. Seventh or eighth grade. And uh, I played one year of high school football at uh, we moved from Texas to Arkansas when I was uh, between my junior and sophomore year, and uh, of course I, I was ineligible to play my junior year. Then uh, my senior year, I, uh, in training camp before uh, the season actually started, I had a, a hip injury that uh, put me out for the year. So. I didn't get to play yeah. uh, uh, my junior year and only played my senior year. With only one year of high school football under his belt and his smaller stature at 5'11", his college career almost failed to materialize. He was rejected by legendary coach Paul Bear Bryant as being too small to play college football. Bryant was with Texas A&M at the time. Bobby Dobbs at Tulsa also had the same opinion. However, Arkansas Tech gave him a chance and offered Metter a scholarship. That paid off for Arkansas Tech as he was all-conference three times and was little All-American his senior year. Eddie was also named Arkansas Amateur Athlete of the Year in 1958. As a defensive back, Eddie Metter received some honors while attending small college Arkansas Tech, but he truly made an impact when he hit the National Football League. 
a seventh round draft pick in a 1959 NFL draft. Better went on to earn defensive rookie of the year honors for the Los Angeles Rams was voted defensive back of the year for the team seven times was selected to six pro bowls and was named to the NFL's all decade team of the 1960s. However, when I asked matter about whether he had thought about playing pro football, he mentioned that he thought he would have a career in the military. I'll let Eddie explain. Yeah, well, uh, I really hadn't thought about professional football because uh, I actually went through an ROTC program in college and uh, and had a uh, commission in the, in the military, the mm. Army. And uh, I was I had planned on making a, the military my career. Then I got drafted by the Rams, and I thought, well, shoot, might as well try it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, uh, so made it just fine. I worked for 12 years. Did you uh, go into the military after you retired? Uh, no, I, uh, back then, that was, uh, I had the opportunity to take a six months uh, career. And, uh, so I did my basic training and uh, officer training school down in Fort Benning, Georgia, uh, during my first off season with the Rams, and uh, um, so that's that's how it worked out. It worked out just perfect. The six months was up at the time my second season started. The Rams struggled through the first part of Matter's career. It was not until George Allen took over before the Rams saw success. Allen had previous NFL coaching experience as he was the Rams' offensive ends coach in 1957, then held multiple coaching and front office positions with the Chicago Bears from 1958 through 1965. However, in 1966, Allen got his first NFL head coaching job when he took the position with the Rams. He was there until 1970 before moving on to Washington. Metter discussed George Allen with me. He made us believe we could win, and uh, uh, he was 150% uh, coach, you know. Mm-hmm. He was a, a super, super coach. So you enjoyed playing under him? Yeah, sure did. Sure did. He was great. Not only did Eddie play on defense, but he also played on special teams in the pros. I asked him if he also played on special teams in college. Yeah, I, I was a punt returner and kickoff returner in college. Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy doing both that? offense and defense mm-hmm. <laughs> back then. Yeah, absolutely. Did you enjoy playing special teams? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, it's kind of scary in, in, in the pros. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... Uh, Actually, I didn't play that much in the, in the pros, except uh, I was a safety on uh, the kickoff team, and uh, I was holder for the extra points and field goals, and uh, uh, I did, I guess it was either my next to last year or last year, uh, we were having trouble uh, with fumbles from people on the return and and George Allen put me in there for a little while. Mm. <laughs> that was kind of scary. <laughs> One thing that I like to do when I interview players is ask them about some of their teammates. 
Since Eddie played on the same defense as the famous fearsome foursome, I couldn't let the opportunity go by without asking about that special defensive line, as well as a few other players on those Rams teams. However, before we get to that, let's clear something up. Fearsome foursome is most commonly referring to the defensive line of the Los Angeles Rams in the 1960s and 1970s, but it's not the only defensive line to earn that nickname. The 1957 Giants had a line that was referred to as, quote, a fearsome foursome, end quote, when an article was published in the New York Daily News that year. That line consisted of Hall of Famer Andy Robustelli, Jim Cadcavage, Rosie Greer, who we'll discuss shortly, and Hall of Famer Dick Mojaleski. There are some references to fearsome foursome with the Detroit Lions defensive line in 1960, referring to College Football Hall of Famer Bill Glass, Darius McCord, Pro Football Hall of Famer Alex Karras, and College Football Hall of Famer Roger Brown, who we'll also talk about later. Finally, the early 1960s San Diego Chargers line of Ron Neary, Bill Hudson, Ernie Ladd, and Earl Faison also has been referred to as fearsome foursome by some. Now, first up of the Los Angeles Rams, fearsome foursome is one of the greatest defensive ends in pro football history, Hall of Famer Deacon Jones. Nicknamed the Secretary of Defense and who coined the term sacks, Deacon Jones is unofficially credited with 173.5 sacks in his career and having three seasons with over 20 sacks each. He played with the Rams from 1961 through 1971 and spent two seasons with the San Diego Chargers before finishing his career with a single season in Washington. Here are Metter's thoughts on Deacon Jones. Yeah, Deke was uh, exceptional. He was uh, uh, not as fast as most of us backs. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, was, uh, he was just an extreme, great defensive end. We moved on to Hall of Fame defensive tackle Merlin Olson a 14-time Pro Bowler in his 15 seasons in the NFL, Olsen was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 1982. Eddie made some similar comparisons between Olsen and Deacon Jones. And the same for Merlin. Uh, he was, uh, Merlin was a very intelligent ball player, and uh, uh, he, was, he and Deacon was a, a terror, I'll tell you for sure. Mm-hmm. Moving down the line, we have defensive tackle Rosie Greer, who was acquired from the New York Giants in 1963. He was on the championship 1956 New York Giants team and had made the Pro Bowl twice. The Giants traded him to the Rams for a defensive tackle and a future draft pick. In 1967, he tore his Achilles tendon, which ended his career. Here are Eddie's thoughts on Greer. Next up was Lamar Lundy, a defensive end for the Rams from 1957 through 1969. Lundy was drafted by both the NFL and the NBA, but chose to play football professionally. And Lamar Lundy was, uh, uh, I guess, a lot like Deacon Jones, and maybe not as uh, fearsome as as, as, uh, Deacon was, but uh, uh, Lamar was a great ball player, too, and he was tall enough. 
over him. The final member of that defensive line that we discussed was Roger Brown. He played with the Detroit Lions version of the Fearsome Foursome, as well as the Los Angeles Rams version. He played with the Lions through the 1966 season, then was traded to the Rams. Brown came in when Rosie Greer tore his Achilles tendon. Here are Eddie's thoughts on Roger Brown. Now, when uh, Rosie tore his Achilles, it was what, Roger Brown that came in for him? Roger Brown came in, yeah. We, the Rams traded for him from Detroit. Mm-hmm. Tell me about him. Roger was a, a excellent ball player, too. He was a, a lot like Rosie. He was a big, tough, uh, tough man in the middle. Moving off the defensive line to linebacker, we talked about Maxie Bond, whose name has come up in Hall of Fame discussions. Bond was a nine-time pro bowler who played with the Philadelphia Eagles, Los Angeles Rams, and Washington. He also got into coaching after retiring from his playing career. Maxie was a very intelligent ball player. And, uh, uh, he called the signals a lot uh, uh, on our defensive, uh, defensive huddle. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the offensive side of the ball, we discussed quarterback Roman Gabriel, who was drafted by both the Rams and the Oakland Raiders. He decided to play for the Rams and was with the team from 1962 through 1972. In 1973, he was traded to the Philadelphia Eagles for wide receiver Harold Jackson, running back Tony Baker, a first-round draft pick in 1974, which was used for running back John Capaletti, a first-round draft pick in 1975, which was used for offensive lineman Dennis Hara, and a third-round pick in 1975, which was used for offensive lineman Dan Nugent. Gabriel was with the Eagles from 1973 through 1977. Roman was a, a big, tough quarterback. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was a big, strong ball player and, uh, and, and, uh, and a fine one. He was, uh, I guess, uh, Eddie became active in the NFL Players Association and was elected president, well, at least temporarily. I'll let Eddie tell the story. Better retired from football after the 1970 season and went into the real estate business. I'll let Eddie talk about it. I came back to, I moved uh, from L.A. to Dallas and uh, uh, was in the, the real estate business. I was uh, at uh, Century 21 offices. At one time I had four of them in Dallas and uh, 
thing I know, I'm in the hospital. Mm. <laughs> it was a little bit more mental uh, work than, uh, than football was. Mm -hmm. Seemed like that uh, even with the managers of the office and everything, just the, the broker always uh, took care of problems, you know. Mm -hmm. After being in real estate for a little while, Eddie found his true passion in the jewelry business. Thank you for listening to this special tribute episode dedicated to Eddie Metter, who passed away September 4th at the age of 86. As mentioned previously, Eddie has a strong case for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Adding to what was mentioned previously, Edder is one of only two first-team all-decade safeties from 1960 through 2010 not to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Kansas City Chief Safety Eric Betty just became eligible this year, so he has not gone through the process, and prior to 1960, the all-decade teams did not have a specific designation for safety. Only the Hall of Fame selectors can tell you why he's not already in Canton. Again, thank you for listening, and rest in peace, Eddie Matter. <laughs>